We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks because they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite history by making podcasts every other week. Hi, I'm Death Star Dan. I'm a clone of Charlie. And I'm Robot Dick Rich. And we're collectively known as Flat 29. Every other week we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. This week is chapter 17, Science Fiction. Now what we're going to do over the course of this podcast is discuss some of the main and more exciting themes found in science fiction. Let's start off with robots. Have you guys heard of the Roomba? No, what's the Roomba? Is that an automated vacuum cleaner? Yeah, as far as I can tell, this is the height of robot technology so far. This is basically the best we've got at the moment. It's a robot vacuum cleaner that you put on the floor and it drives around and cleans it. It's not all that exciting though. Obviously, we've been a bit let down by robots. We all expected by now to have our own personal robot butler, but we've got nothing. So what can we do? What kind of robots are you most looking forward to to help with our daily lives? I'd like a robot that's a backpack. Yeah. So it's sort of like a metal backpack, but it's yeah. not heavy. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. And it's not I heavy. know what you're thinking. It's going to be heavy, but no, it's made of the lightest metal in the world. Okay. It unfolds and it can either become a robot friend <laughs> like to help you do things or it can form into lots of different things. Like it can become your seat. Okay. It'll become your glass, your mug. It's like the Swiss army knife of robots. That's right. Right, yeah, but it's a robot. The thing is, you've sort of headlined with the fact that it's a rucksack, and that seems like the least impressive part of it. Yeah, I know, that's the thing. You think it's a rucksack, and then you're like, hang on. Someone will come up to you and go, how many litres is that? Only 20, that's shit. Hang on. Say that to his face. (laughs) A robot friend would be good, though, wouldn't it? Because you could program it to like all the same things as you. And you could make it have a voice. Like, it could either be a celebrity's voice or... Uh, your mem's voice. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, not that. I don't know, Rich. You get like a, a robot with like a, an easy bake oven in its chest and your mum's voice. It just <laughs> make you cakes all yeah, day. Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> we need to do this. Well, maybe we're going about this the wrong way. What if we just put legs and wheels or something on an oven? and just trundled the oven <laughs> yeah. around with us. We don't have to idea. wait for robot technology. What would we call the oven, though? Um, Hot point. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make ovens, do they? They make something in the kitchen. I just uh, can't washing machines, it. isn't it? Dishwashers? Yeah, hot point. That's a great name, isn't it, for a robot, though? <laughs> hey, <is>. hot point. <laughs> I'd have a robot called Carrie's. <laughs> And he'd just make curries, so that's his sole purpose. <laughs> it's not, yeah, but if he literally makes curries, it kind of makes the name a bit less imaginative. Yeah, true. <laughs> Your house is going to be cluttered up with robots that have a very specific purpose and nothing yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, we need to go back to the Swiss Army robot. I think we do. What about at your job? Do you think a robot could replace you at your job? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
yeah, no, de- de- <laughs> no. definitely. Yeah. What yep. I thought about a long time at my particular job because I'm in a call centre. Say when it's one of the common things that I have to say, taping it so I don't have to say it every day <laughs> and playing it down the line. So that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Or just tape, just tape every word of me. And then, because you know, like, you can get your computer to talk and it talks like a robot. It yeah. talk what you type. I could just type everything instead of talking. Give you a voice arrest. You could, yeah, if you said every word in the world and then linked it up with, like, a word processing thing. So when you typed that word, it would say it. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. You'd have to do it with one of those voice recognition things, Rich, and just get it to type it all in for you. That's a good <laughs> idea, actually, Charlie. <laughs> so you use voice recognition software to tell a computer to type something, which will then read it out in your voice. <laughs> yes. It's a fantastic idea. I like how roundabout that is. I will not talk to a human directly. <laughs> well, if everyone had a robot friend, everyone could talk to the robot friend instead of... It would be like having a lawyer, but that they're a robot. So you see someone in the street and they say, Hey, Rich, how are you doing? And you relay the message back through I'll your robot to friend. S- Tell him I'm fine. <laughs> Tell him to get off my back. <laughs> and then they'd read out the, uh, the emoticon as well. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Colon, close bracket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds a lot easier to be a robot than a human. It's true. It does sound like robots are living the life of Robot Riley. <laughs> robot Riley. <laughs> robot Wiley. Robot Riley. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I was, now I'm thinking of Robot Wiley. That's, yeah, that's, like Robot Joe Wiley. Yeah. <laughs> the DJ. Robot Wiley, play me the new Coldplay tune. Affirmative. <laughs> that's my new idea for a sitcom, Robot Wiley. <laughs> she goes to all the gigs and all the bands try to impress her. Um, but she's a robot. But she's a robot and she doesn't have any capacity to be affected by music. She lives in an apartment. <laughs> lives in an apartment <laughs> with Fern Cotton. Oh, and, that sounds um, like hell on Reggie earth. Reggie Yates. <laughs> yeah, but just imagine, then you get like, because they would be robots that never sleep, so just like for 24 hours a day, you just get Fern Cotton and Reggie Yates talking at you. Oh no, you'd have to be a robot to endure that sort of situation. <laughs> That's <laughs> why it's <laughs> called <laughs> Robot Wiley. <laughs> After the next end track, it's Robot Replacement Joe Wiley. <laughs> Greetings, amusing anecdote. Here's Coldplay. <laughs> Text us in with your robot stories. That actually sounds quite like a show. <laughs> Talking about a subject, going off topic a bit. Dan says something funny, Charlie laughed and so did Rich. Recently, there's been quite a lot of classic novels being remade into a sci-fi style. So you might have seen in By the Counter in HMV, they always have Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, where they add in zombies to the classic tale. Uh, there's one coming out called Android Karenina, which is Leo Tolstoy's epic novel of adultery, reimagined as a steampunk tale involving cyborgs and space travel. Wow. What kind of classic books do you think should be remade uh, in a more sci-fi way? Um... What about the Bible? And it's exactly the same, but Jesus has a bionic arm. Wow, he could get it all done a lot quicker. 
He really could. Yeah, he could cure the lepers much quicker. Well, he's like a medikit, you know, like a little sort of steroid injection that comes out. <laughs> and and God, God's like a brain in in water. <laughs> like Zordon or something. <laughs> yeah, like Zordon in the Power Rangers. <laughs> and Jesus is like, um, what's the name of the guy? Ay, ay, ay. What's his um, name? <laughs> I know he means it's the one with it. It's, like, it's like a frisbee for a head. And I can't <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> he was bloody brilliant. He was great. Yeah, you do that with the Bible. And the disciples would be like the Power Rangers. <laughs> Are we talking original Power Rangers here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Tommy, Timmy. The we- <laughs> Tommy, Timmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> so Jesus would be like the Green Ranger. He was the king, wasn't he? Uh, I thought that was the White Ranger. Uh, didn't he change into the White Ranger? I don't think, he, I think he did, yeah. That was Tommy. Yeah, exactly. Was it Tommy? Yeah. And he then Jimmy like- and Timmy were the others. <laughs> Jimmy and Timmy. I think a lot more people would read the Bible if that was the case. What, you know, when they all combine to become like the Megazord? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember that in the Bible. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen in the Bible, but it should. That The Bible would be shorter as a result. <laughs> it really would. It and should be better. more accessible. Because <laughs> the Bible's pretty boring, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. They need to spice it up somehow. I don't read much, so, you know... I'm not going to read the Bible, am I? No, you need something to hook you in. You need something short and snappy, <laughs> like a Mr. Men, but... <laughs> well, Mr. Men, what about if they made Mr. Men into more sci-fi? Yeah. So, like, Mr. Tickles, is that his name? Mr. Tickle? Tickle. Mr. Mr. Tickles, yeah. Like, maybe Mr. Tickles... Uh, I think if they if they all existed, he'd be like a space octopus. <laughs> yeah, I think if they all actually existed in a human world, but they were kind of freakish mutants. Isn't this just the X Men? Yeah, yeah, they're like the X Men in a lot of ways. What's they? your power? I'm really grumpy today. <laughs> I look like a big purple bean as well. I'm really round and smiley. <laughs> I'm a space octopus. <laughs> How about um, Sherlock Holmes? I think Sherlock Holmes would be better if. To solve every mystery he went back into the past and killed the bad guys a baby yeah and then professor winston is that his is that the what, person do- dr. dr watson <laughs> <laughs> not, not even close you promoted him to a professor and gave him a new name <laughs> let's get rid of this dr watson character he's forever okay well in the new version it's professor winston and he's a robot <laughs> Yeah, he's got, and he goes, and he's got a little moustache and he's got one of those, like, you know, like a waistcoat and a watch chain Yeah, thing. like a pocket watch. Pocket yeah. watch, yeah. <laughs> and that's how they travel back in time. Yeah, Professor Winston. <laughs> Professor Winston, get me my pocket watch. <laughs> I mean, it would be quicker than a lot of Sherlock Holmes because there'd be no element of solving a crime. You'd just go, right, that's the guy, back so, in time, kill him as a and, baby. And af- after he kills the baby, goes, <laughs> elementary my dear Winston because <laughs> they're at elementary <laughs> what else does he say Charlie that's about it to be honest I thought Have he said something else I think Professor Winston's catchphrase would be ay 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 <laughs> I think it would be ah oh, shucks ah oh, shucks <laughs> he's got a really annoying American catchphrase <laughs> you're destroying a literary classic it's like you want to put Jude Law back in it I mean why no <laughs> Come on, you'd watch that, Charlie. Yeah, you'd love it. I'm not sure I would, to be honest. Oh, shucks. 
At least he was a medical doctor before and he had a gun. He's I a mean, professor now, that's good. He occasionally stops to give lectures. How are you making <laughs> it more exciting? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not a very I mean, do, exciting scene. Do we have scene. to sit through the lectures that he gives? I yeah, mean, you do, there... because the problem is that if he does go back into the past and kill them as a baby, it's going to be quite quick, so you've got to pad out the rest of the book somehow, and it's all Professor Winston giving lectures. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm fully on board with this idea. <laughs> Professor Winston is. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> it's what all the kids will be saying in the <laughs> playground. Oh, shucks. That's a shit catchphrase. <laughs> it really is. But that is the mark of a good catchphrase if it's <laughs> quite shit. Yeah. What about Paddington Bear? What, what can we do to ruin that? <laughs> good one. Paddington Bear's like an alien... Yeah. Um, maybe like uh, in a twist, marmalade sandwiches are a bit like Superman's kryptonite. <laughs> like, okay. If he eats one, he dies or something. So. And so it's all about his enemies trying to feed him marmalade sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches, yeah. I've made you a picnic, Paddington. I'm not falling for that one. <laughs> yeah. And that would be his catchphrase. <laughs> I'm not falling. It'd be quite stupid. It's like, but I've made you sandwiches. He'd be like, I do like sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's just about to put it in his mouth and then at the last minute drops it and goes, I'm not falling for that one! And everyone cheers. Yeah. <laughs> What's his catchphrase going to be? Is it either going to be, I'm not falling for that one, or is it going to be, I do like sandwiches. I do <laughs> like sandwiches. That's good. <laughs> it's time for another flat 29 hit. A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit. Damn girl, you're looking flat 25 But when we're in the club, we're spinning flat 20 rhymes Cos when I'm in the cantina, dropping flat, flat 20, 20 rhymes Listening to alien jazz, dropping flat, flat 20 rhymes While everyone else commits flat, flat 20 crimes I'll just sit back and listen to some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 rhymes is the section where in each chapter We make a brand new song about the topic This week we've got another collaborative effort for you And this is a song featuring all three of us About the popular science fiction concept of having superhuman powers But rather than thinking about what powers we'd like to have, we thought about what powers we've actually already got. So this is Flat 29's Superhero Anthem. Message 1, 9, 59 a.m. Gentlemen, we've got a problem. This city is overrun by criminals and twats. The police force do the best they can, but we're no superheroes. And that's where you come in. We need to harness your unique superhuman talents for the good of the city. Uh, what is it you do, by the way? My name's Dan and I'm six foot two. That may not seem like much to you, but in the UK, the average height is five foot nine. Well, is that right? Damn right. It gives me a slight advantage in my weekly shopping at the supermarket. Excuse me, sir. Can you reach the cucumber? Sure, but only if you give me your number. All right, ladies, form a line. Because I've been riding rollercoasters since I was nine. I bought my first beer when I was ten. It made me feel sick. I didn't buy one again. But you should see me playing basketball. It doesn't matter that I'm shit because I'm quite tall. So any bad guys that are hiding at a height, get down here and let's my name's Charlie and I'm shorter than Dan But that's not my power to rival Superman Sarcasm it is, an acerbic put down Fighting the war to make a smile or frown They say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit Whoever thinks that is completely full of shit Oh wow, I'd say, you put me in my place Never again can I ever show my face It's got me into trouble, I made someone cry But it comes to me so naturally, I barely had to try Viewpoint is subjective, for purposes of verse But these sarcastic powers are less gifted and more accursed The same as every hero who has powers at their liberty An oft-repeated motto for using it responsibly As my rep prowess, just what say on it? Charlie that's amazing, you've perfected it.
play the trumpet You're gonna like it, or gonna lump it I'm gonna get my bell all up in your face Blow my mouthpiece, hard to make you look a disgrace I may seem like a harmless man But I'm part of a brass band gang And if you choose to play in the treble clef We'll play really loud till we make you deaf I play classical Latin and jazz I play so damn fast it's mad And before you ask I don't play requests I'm a respectable musician, the best in the West I'm playing Haydn in F minor Don't complain or I'll give you a shiner And if you're taking the mic because I play brass I'm gonna get a big tuber and ram it up your ass this polar bears or shipwreck on the island or there's a Chinese couple or there's an American man there's a fat man with a crazy hair there's a bald man there's um you're listening to rich sums up last <laughs> there's a good looking uh blonde haired man with uh, a bath chest there's a doctor <laughs> there's a prisoner who's a woman <laughs> a woman? I know, that was, that was a first for TV A prisoner woman, a woman I love fugitive. this So go on, describe some of the key events of Lost then for us Rich From my understanding, they all crashed on a plane Yep um, And all of the characters have something about them so, and that makes, <laughs> that's what makes it more interesting And then there were some crazy people on the island and then some of them escaped, some of them died, some of them went to heaven. <laughs> I I don't know, really. That was about it, really. I think they're all dead now. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Lots of things happened, you know. There's lots of coincidences. Like, I think the f- when I watched, there was a fat man on there, and his lottery numbers were the same numbers as the plane numbers or something. Sure. And that was written down on a stone... <laughs> and that had some significance. You make it sound so boring. <laughs> I know, it's brilliant, Lost. I'm going to have to listen back to the podcast just so I know what Rich said, because I just zoned out like, halfway through that. I was just like, wow, this is this is not exciting. <laughs> Can I have a gigabyte of your sandwich? I've loaded to my stomach, if you please. In breaking news, last week saw the first creation of synthetic life. Did you read about this? I did. Yeah, yeah a team of scientists took the genome of a simple bacterium, synthesised the gene sequences it needed and put them together. The synthetic genome was then put into another empty bacterial cell and left to its own devices. It flourished and then man had replicated life. Well, it's a big step, but it's not 100% synthetic. They had to put it into something that was already alive. Well, an empty bacterial cell, sure. Yeah. But, but we're getting there. bacterial cell that was already alive, it wasn't like it wasn't like they did the full-on Frankenstein and you know flipped a big switch and there was some electric you know during a thunderstorm and is that where you go when you've been really bad in prison you you get taken from your normal cell to the uh, (laughs) the empty bacterial bacterial cell to you lockdown (laughs) I'm just imagining a sort of um, moving uh, monologue with someone going my life is like an empty bacterial cell I think that should be a song shouldn't it really yeah empty bacterial cell yeah it would be an empty bacterial hell you feel so empty inside <laughs> these are the lyrics <laughs> feel so empty inside down. 
Well, do you think the world's now going to be overrun by synthetic bacterium? Do you think our next Prime Minister's going to be a synthetic bacterium? Well, he pretty much is. Um, <laughs> hey! <laughs> he should be on Mock the Week. Currently, it's still confined to a Petri dish, isn't it, somewhere? We don't need to worry too much. <laughs> Get back in your Petri dish, bacterium. You've not done your homework. <laughs> Rich, you make the world of like yeah, molecular biology sound so charming. <laughs> it's like for, for him, growing a mold culture is that you're like raising children. It's kind of like, you know, raising them a bedtime story culture. and makes them proper. My bacterium's top of his class. <laughs> Do you want me to read you a story, bacterium? I'll read you the story of Sherlock Holmes and <laughs> Professor Winston. <laughs> oh, shucks. Now let's all say it together. Oh, shucks. I didn't notice you saying it, bacterium. Is it because you can't speak. I should have synthesised you a mouth. What was I thinking? <laughs> That'd be good to have like a, a bacterium that has a synthesizer for a mouth. <laughs> so it just goes. <laughs> Imagine that if a scientist came out of his laboratory after ten years, I finally synthesised life. He just gets out like a, a keytar. <laughs> well, what about in the future? Instead of buying a pet people will just make their own in a petri dish do you think well it arrived you kind of put a drop of water on it and watch it grow grow your own it's like sea monkeys yeah when the sea monkeys is i always without fail knocked them over before they ever became anything <laughs> maybe i just hate sea monkeys surely they're just in like a fish tank or something would you do that with a fish no, no they, they come in their own little container that's really easy to knock over yeah it's really easy to knock over that would be my um are you saying they're asking for it basically i think sea <laughs> monkey developers should have a lead-based tank. Who are these sea monkey developers? What is a sea monkey anyway? It's a brine is it shrimp. Real? It's a brine shrimp. You can sort of hibernate their eggs or something, which is why you just buy them in a packet and chuck them in water and they kind of... It's like a bit like sort of suspended sleep type thing and then they develop. It's like cryogenic freezing. Yeah, but... That'll, happen, that'll happen to Walt Disney in the future because he's been cryogenically he frozen, has. hasn't he? So- People will chuck him in a bowl. <laughs> has he really been frozen? Pa- I think so, yeah. rumour well- has it. But it's only so he can come back and, and live, you know, when, uh, you know, Nazi sympathisers come back and rule the world. So he'll be defrosted. <laughs> He's a dick, isn't he, basically? <laughs> he is a dick, yeah. Do you hear, I don't, the other day, do you hear about that thing they've made, um, kind of, Disney have made this sort of dystopian nightmare um, in, in Florida. <laughs> where Disneyland. They, they built, a, a, like, a Disney sort of village, and you can, if you're really rich, you can live there, and it's like a gated compound really? It's Disney. And so, like, everything is perfect. Everything's white and Disney-fied. Like, I mean, that really is something out of science fiction, isn't it? There's a perfect world where there's no crime. You know, everything's r- painted white. All the grass is perfect, probably fake. You know, and, yeah. and apparently they all have, like, lemonade parties every night. Everyone meets on the front lawn for sandwiches and lemonade at is 11 o'clock every morning. Is that a disgusting sexual euphemism? I bet it isn't, and that makes me angry. <laughs> I-, I wish it was a disgusting sexual euphemism. Champs and champs, champs and champs. It's time to figure out who is a champ or a chump. Champ. Champs and chumps is the section where we do a quiz to find out who's going to be this week's champ and who's going to be this week's chump. So this week's chapter sci-fi, I've got a quiz for you about reported UFO sightings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So what I've got is a list of reported UFO sightings. Some are real. And when I say real, I mean they've really been reported. And some I've made up. So you've got to work out which is a genuine report sighting of UFO and which is one I've made up. Okay, my first one is for Rich. 
1969, Wales, UK. A man claims to have fathered a child with an extraterrestrial over several encounters in the preceding five years. He claims the child was taken by the creature who promised to return him in the year 2000. He died in 1991. Oh, so close. That was to Rich. False. You're going false? What's your thinking? My thinking is that's a lady twaddle. <laughs> well, your thinking is correct. <laughs> yeah. That is literally a load of swaddle. Well done. Okay, Charlie. 1966, New Jersey, US. Sighting by two boys of a man, quote, over six feet tall, dressed in a sparkling green overall costume that shimmered and seemed to reflect the streetlights. There was a wide black belt around his waist. They could not remember seeing any hair, ears or nose on this figure. Is that true or is that one I've made up? Do you know what time of year that is? I don't, but it was in 1966. See, because there's um, a very strong kind of St. Patrick's Day thing going on there and your sparkly green outfit does sound a little (laughs) bit like, you know, kind of, let's just go out and get trashed. So I'm going to go with that's true. Sounds good, doesn't it? It does sound like a good costume. He's a trendy alien. (laughs) So what are you going for? I'm going for true. True, you are correct. That is a true, real sighting. Okay, Rich. Mississippi, 1973. Two men were out fishing and they were paralysed and taken into an alien spaceship by three creatures, roughly humanoid in shape, with lobster-like claws at the end of their arms and with one leg that ended with an elephant-like foot. True or false? False. That sounds. Oh, I'm sorry. That one's true. That's, that's, that's true. true. It's just too ridiculous. That is a true reported thing. Can you picture that lobster man with an elephant foot? Not really. Okay, Charlie. One for you. Yeah. 2001, Moscow, Russia. A diamond-shaped UFO apparently irradiated three witnesses. The subjects claimed that this gained them some kind of heightened mental abilities. They were subsequently tested for radiation poisoning, but were found to be healthy. Um, I'm gonna go with that's true. Okay, what's your reasoning there? Um, it just, it sounds like the sort of thing that people would claim. Just like, yeah, no, no, some aliens came down and they made me cleverer. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But sure, yeah, yeah. We'll test you for radioactive poisoning. <laughs> and they, they just kind of wave it at them and go, no, you guys are fine. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> well, I'm afraid, Charlie, that is false. No! I made that one up. Uh... Unlucky. Oh, my gosh. So it's a dead heat then. Oh. Rich and Charlie are even. And we've got the final question. I can't lose chumps and champs. I've never lost chumps and champs. I know. <laughs> I know. This is, this is your main Rich, thing. can you take a dive? I'll pay you. <laughs> okay, so we're on the last question. And it's a complete tie. You've each got exactly the same amount of points. So this is for the win. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you this one. The first person to shout out true or false gets that answer. The other one has to go with the opposite. Ooh. Okay. Oh, shit, the bed. It's tense. This is tense. Okay, here we go. 1999, New Mexico, US. Huge fireball was observed in the sky, seen to have crashed in the middle of the desert. True. Military person... Hang on. <laughs> Military personnel identified a large crater and an unusual object shaped like a hammer or mallet at the scene. True. Now, I'm afraid, Charlie, that means you're going to have to go with false. It does, and I kind of think that's true. You kind of think that's true. You, with the luck of the draw, you've got false. So Rich came for two, Charlie's going for false. The answer is... It's false! Yes! Actually, oh, come on! <laughs> actually, that is describing the last scene after the credits in Iron Man 2. <laughs> And I've bloody seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's brilliant. It's, the, it's where Thor comes down. So, Rich, unlucky, you haven't won it. Charlie, he's won again. I, I can't believe it. Charlie always wins this bloody quiz, and this is why we haven't done it for a few weeks. 
Cancel the quiz. Cancel the quiz. Cancel the quiz. <laughs> Charlie's a champ. Rich is a chump. And you now we know exactly who is a chump. Rich. Let's talk about time travel, I think. Okay. When will time travel be possible? Where would we go? Why would we go? <laughs> That's my weirdly framed question. <laughs> I like to go back to the very first podcast and just remember and those real, days so basically like last November yeah just correct everything that went wrong or we could add in special effects because George Lucas did that to the old um, Star Wars didn't he went in and, and edited in new special effects for the re-releases we should do that with our old podcast we should make all our old podcasts in HD we could and we could add in another character yeah like a CGI'd character <laughs> CGI Charlie CGI and I'm CGI Charlie we spent how long coming up with the name for me today? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know about the grandfather paradox? Yeah, you go back in time and kill yeah. your grandfather so that yeah. you don't exist. Exactly. It seems like that comes up all the time in science fiction when talking about time travel. So time travellers' grandfathers just must have been absolute dicks. <laughs> Everyone seems to want yeah. to go back and kill their granddad. Have you heard about the grandmother theory? What's that? You go back in time and your grandmother bakes you a cake and you take <laughs> it to the present day and sell it in like a um, trendy farm shop. For a handsome profit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're trying to do some sort of money-making scheme involving time travel, that's a very odd way of doing it. Yeah. It's a <laughs> nice way, though, isn't it? It is a nice way. You are right. That is a very nice way of doing it. But I think the rest of us will probably start betting on things and playing the stock market. But I like okay. it. <laughs> and Rich will be bringing back old cakes. <laughs> it is. It's nice that you value your grandmother's cake above all. She did make really good cakes, actually. Thing is, though, cakes haven't changed that much, have they, really? They haven't, really. Quite, no. quite a lot of cakes we eat today go back to many years. The 1920s, yeah. What's a very modern cake? Oh, didn't we talk about this before? <laughs> I feel like we've covered <laughs> we've, this ground. We've pretty much, in every chapter, we've talked a little bit about cakes. You literally said that before, Dan. <laughs> Have I literally said that exact sentence? You literally sentence? asked that question, is there a modern sort of cake? What, what did we come up with? Marble cake? You said marble cake. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Have we gone back in time? I don't know, I'm confused. Is deja vu covered in science fiction or is that real? I'm not sure. Well, would you go back and say hi to Jesus? I'd go back and slap him with a wet fish. (laughs) When he's trying to feed the 5,000. Yeah. Rich would be like a time-travelling prankster. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Go back and play practical jokes on people from the past. I'd just ring Jesus' doorbell and run away. No, he's going to be... Rich, you're going to be a thug. You're going to go back and you're going to happy slap different historical characters and film it on your mobile phone. Oi, Napoleon! Bang! It'll be a bit like a jackass... Yeah, with characters in history and a wet fish. It'd be called Jackass BC. Jackass BC. What you want to do as a time-travelling prankster is to plant something in the ground that would confuse historians in the future. So, like, the skeleton of a caveman just, like, put an iPod in his hand. Whoa, that would freak him out. <laughs> it really would. You're trying to say that Steve Jobs is a caveman. <laughs> Jobs? Is it Jobs? It's Jobs. It's Jobs. <laughs> it's like in the Bible, the book of Job, where he's just, it's just it's all about iPods. <laughs> well, what what do you think about going into the future though? Because the main reason for going into the future, I think, is to see all the amazing stuff they're going to have. They're going to make like a Kit Kat with the same nutritional content as a carrot. <laughs> 
That, that would be good. That would be, I'd, that. I'd be happy with that. I'd like to go out and harvest my Kit Kats in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just bring sow in the Kit Kat seeds. Wild <laughs> fresh. <laughs> the Kit Kat seeds are like fun size Kit Kats, <laughs> yeah. and they grow into Kit Kat chunkies. Wait, is that like kind of like a, a foil pod sort of grows on the on the plant? You just pick the foil pod and rip it open, and inside is a Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the produce aisle. Fresh Kit Kat straight <laughs> off the vine. Ooh, lovely. And then you could, then because then it has repercussions of village fates. You know, it's like who has the biggest Kit Kat competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, people were trying to like sneak in a Toblerone or something that they melted down. Into... <laughs> that is clearly triangular. You'd have to check for nougat. You would, you would. Like a little bit of almond residue. Almond <laughs> residue disqualified. Hang on, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to go into the future until when Jesus comes back. Yeah. Um, and then what? Do some more pranks. <laughs> just when he thought he's got away. Again. <laughs> you again? <laughs> no, I just want to see when Jesus comes back again, whether it's a good sequel. Well, no, there's already been a sequel, hasn't there? So it'd be like the difficult third movie. <laughs> it would be like um, Terminator 3. Absolutely yeah. terrible. No, that's because James Cameron wasn't involved. I mean, although he then went on to some terrible, terrible things, he didn't do Terminator. It's James Cameron, David Cameron's son. <laughs> yes, David Cameron is CGI. <laughs> he's just one of James's creations. That's why he's not really very realistic looking. David Cameron. But hang on, call him by his name, David Crazy Hammer on Cameron. <laughs> he um he as he was established in Madame Tussauds. He was the first waxwick to become real. He is our first <laughs> wax prime minister. We're a country of equal opportunities. Yeah. Oh, Crazy Hammer on Cameron. That'll never be used in the media. <laughs> That's why we should use Imagine it. Imagine news readers, and you can see the prime minister, David Crazy Hammer on Cameron, approaching the residents. <laughs> <laughs> with a guitar. With <laughs> a guitar. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. Let's see who's been getting in touch with us in the last two weeks since our previous podcast. We got a letter in from listener Michael, referring back to our chapter five. So we're going a long way back. Our chapter five was about fear, and we read out some scary stories. Michael wrote us in on that subject with an email entitled Swamp Monster Rape Slash Compensation. I'm currently in the middle of sitting my higher exams. Last week, during the English exam, I laughed extremely loudly because I remembered Rich saying that the monster in Charlie's story about the puppeteer should have raped the puppeteer at the end of the story. <laughs> I then had to pretend that it was a cough, followed by several unconvincing pretend coughs. If I get a B in English rather than an A, I expect you all to draw me a picture of such a scene as compensation. <laughs> Do you think that is really one of the best things to try and explain in an exam? Why were you laughing? <laughs> Essentially, I was laughing about the rape of a puppeteer. <laughs> By a swamp monster. <laughs> By a swamp monster. I feel bad now because my I've, I'm making people laugh about rape. I know. We're contributing to the problem. But it was a swamp monster and a puppeteer, so I don't think that's any, you know... Yeah. There's a neither class of society that it's particularly going to happen to. <laughs> it's true. We also got a letter in from listener Ruben saying the following... Dear Flat29, I recently listened to episode 16, Parties, and thought it was hilarious when you started talking about Westlife, because my partner and I were discussing the days of BB Mac just the day before. We don't know how we would have made it through high school without sexually ambiguous boy bands and totally unnecessary highlights. Cheers! (laughs) 
<laughs> do you guys remember BB Mac? Did they, they do the Return of the Mac? They no, the- Mark Morrison. They did. I'm still on your side. Basically, imagine any boy band, and you are imagining BB Mac. I know, the, I know the name. I, I remember the name, but not. Nineties was a heyday for sexually ambiguous boy bands, wasn't it? What was what was so sexy about the nineties that made all these bands? I don't know. Take that. I've come out the other side. Okay, so it's and yeah. unnecessary highlights as well. Definitely. Did you guys ever have any unnecessary highlights in your hair? Yes, once Did I you? tried it with my friends. We tricked <laughs> one of those skull cap things. What's that? Have you done that? No. With a little thing, you pull bits of your hair free. Right. You bleach them and then you take the cap off and you've got that really bad highlighty thing in your hair. So and you must like have looked ridiculous. There's a photo of that. Please say there's, there's a photo. There's not a photo, I don't think. Oh. When I first met um, my fiance Hatton, yeah. I had coloured hair as well. Really? And she still went out with you? And she still liked me, so that's a test, because it was bad. <laughs> Rich, you should be in a sexually ambiguous boy band. I know, I should really, shouldn't I? I've ticking all the boxes. <laughs> I'm not buff enough there, that's the problem. I'd need You're to get in the gym that is true JLS wouldn't let me in it's something to work towards anyway that's just the dream yeah it is definitely small steps and also referring to chapter 16 we got a letter in from listener Greta I just listened to episode 16 parties and I have a great idea for a party game inspired by Rich's idea of playing wink murder but with actual guns I think we should play it with Rohypnol why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Everyone brings a hypno with them, and the aim of the game uh, would be to last one conscious slash alive. This is a hypno based fun. It's for hypno based fun. It's <laughs> true. Know. There's not enough of that around. So often, hypno is used for evil. Why can't it be used for fun sometimes? You'd have to play it with people you trust, wouldn't you, hypno? Wink murder. You can't get are you, any of these extreme weak murder games. You'd have to be amongst friends. Apple juice from concentrate. We used to be best mates. Apple juice from concentrate. You haven't caught in weeks. And we. Do you guys know about the multiverse theory? There's lots of parallel universes all happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. basically. I'm no scientist, but so sorry if I get this wrong. But basically, it's, it's kind of about an infinite number of parallel universes existing, which contain every possible arrangement of matter. So there are billions of universes where the Earth has never existed, for example. But also, the example I heard was that there is a universe which is exactly the same as ours, but where Elvis is still alive, or one where Elvis is a chicken, or something like that. And so anything you can think of in the multiverse theory, anything you can think of happening at all, exists in another parallel universe so there is a universe where we are the world's number one podcast that is a better universe to live in (laughs) i think there's probably one where i'm like really attractive and fit that's this universe rich oh i forgot (laughs) (laughs) yeah any possible arrangement of matter has been done in a parallel universe according to this theory so yeah literally anything you can think of okay so there's a universe where charlie's cured cancer but also in that same universe, Rich was the cause of cancer. Ah, oh, shit. Rich, how could you? <laughs> I feel bad so, now. It's lucky I'm here. I feel bad now. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky Charlie's got your back. Yeah, I know. Cheers, man. 
I'm forever indebted to him in this universe now. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's also a universe in which, you know, Rich has killed Charlie as a result of uh, some sort of family feud. Hate crime. Hate crime. <laughs> hate crime. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? I hate crime. And I hate <laughs> hate crime. <laughs> I agree with you on that, Rich. That's your new poster campaign. Hate crime. <laughs> hate hate crime. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Face there. Hate crime. Hate, hate crime. 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 (laughs) Maybe in a parallel universe, Dan's a number one garage DJ. Oh, I wish I lived in that universe. He released that single he made when he was 16 and he went to number one. And it got to number ones. What is it? Never thought it would be like this. Go home, mum. And she's giving me a kiss. (laughs) Mum, I don't know. Fish fingers, please. I don't know. Well, nice. yeah. All right, we need to f- some way wrap this section up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good, well wrapped Go on, up, Rich. Rich. <laughs> closing, <laughs> closing statements, Rich. So, basically, there could be any other universe you can think of. <laughs> so imagine that. <laughs> I can't, to be honest, but you do it. <laughs> You do, you do the rest of this section, listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're very tired. Maybe there's a future universe where you can fake a cake that's on the make. <laughs> no. That's a paradox. You can't do that. No. Though, it's not going to work. <laughs> that is the one parallel universe that, that can't exist. So that was it. That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything chapter on science fiction. Now, remember, you can get in touch with us on all the usual means. Email, Facebook, Twitter. All the details are on our website, www.flat29.com. The subject of this chapter was suggested by a listener who wrote in and left us a review on iTunes. A listener called Big Stew. He suggested we do a sci-fi episode. So thanks for that, Big Stew. And thanks to everyone who has left us a review on iTunes. We really like it. If anyone who hasn't would get down and do that because it really helps other people to find the show if you leave us a review or even just a star rating on itunes so go to the itunes store you might have to sign in but if you leave us a review that would be amazing don't worry about signing in just be a renegade (laughs) um finally we have also been guesting on another podcast this week a podcast called the rewind podcast which is like an unsigned bands podcast where you can go and listen to new music we did an interview on there so if you want to go down to the rewindpodcast.com and download their show six you will hear an interview with us where we talk at length quite self-indulgently about ourselves. So that's it. We will see you in two weeks' time with our next chapter. Bye! Bye. Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Another topic down A million's to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Habadadum, 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 habadadum. Habadadum, 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 habadadum. Doctor Who, who are you? Doctor Who.